and we are on hello and welcome to sports on hinge my name is Mohammed Khamis and I'm back here with the ever so wonderful Mark Sherman the technical coach Bartlett and the delusional Eagles fan Eugita welcome back everybody um we've we have a great great week ahead uh, to review in the NFL but let's quickly have a look back at a crazy week too and let's start with the game of the week Kansas City against Baltimore. Yujita, you had that as the game that you have your eyes on. Yep. Holmes with his first loss in September. Uh, Lamar Jackson really had an excellent game, really took it on, carried the team through 239, yard, uh, 239 yards passing, 107 rushing. And although he threw two interceptions, he brought everybody back. So my question to you now, is Baltimore the team to beat in the AFC? Have they unseated Kansas? Well, the question is not if Ravens are AFC contender. Can teams stop them from being an AFC contender? And what Lamar brought, I mean, he picked up from week one. In week one, he was uh, he carried that team. And this is what he did. So fourth career, 200 passing plus 100 rushing. That's an NFL record. And that's what Baltimore needed from him. And then when we talked about all the injuries they have, they have, I think, 15 people on the injury list. And then before the start of the game, Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle is out. They got to bring Alejandro Villanueva, who was like the worst offensive lineman from right to left. But that's what Lamar, Lamar picked up the team because even Alejandro played a great game. He kept Lamar clean, right? And then you had, um, and then apart from Lamar, Ronnie, you got, the, the deep threat of Hollywood Brown. That guy went for like 113 yards on six receptions. So Lamar is picking up this team. And even on the defensive side, I mean, the defensive side, they had a great game. When was the last time you saw Kareem Hunt going for 14 whatever yards on three receptions? You know, Anthony Albert covered him all over the field. And their defensive end, I think he was the defensive player of the, the week. Oh, well, wow, that guy. Right. That it was great as well. So Lamar is right now playing at a level like he's Leonidas at the hot gates, you know, with the clothes on. Because he, he's coming out swinging. He's doing everything. He is carrying the team. And, you know, you, you, the one where he went on the fourth, you know, the coaching staff as well has confidence in him to do his thing. So, so you got to get unseated KC as the most dangerous team in the AFC right now. I don't. I see coach uh, shaking his head, coach. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yielded my time to your head yet. Uh, Casey is still in the game, obviously, but they've got issues. They've got the pass uh, defense, rush defense issues as well. They're giving up 430 yards Four on yards the interior. Yeah. Per rush before contact. That's, that's, that, that's troublesome. That's right. Yeah. So they've got stuff to fix. I don't know if um, um, Mahomes will be able to... because. Lamar is gunslinger type. Mahomes is more technical, and I don't know if he can carry that team the way Lamar does. Right now, it could be the Raiders who are more of a challenge in the AFC for Baltimore, I would say. Uh, oh, some, someone is believing in the Raiders all of a sudden. Now, we see KC are at home uh, to, to uh, the Chargers next week. Baltimore go to Detroit. Um, speaking of Detroit, let's switch gears over to Detroit versus Green Bay. Mark, I mean... You had, you know, kept a close eye on that game. You mentioned that you'll be watching it. It's in the division of the Chicago Bears. Uh, coach is spinning in his seat right now. It was the comeback of Aaron Rodgers 
bounced back, put on a clinic, 22 out of 27, 255 yards, four touchdowns. Now that he's back and they've bounced back from week one, is everything okay in Green Bay? Can we expect that the troubles are behind them and they're ready to go to the to the Super Bowl like I picked them to do at the beginning of the season? Far too early. Far too early for any of that. I think after the first drive where Detroit went up and got a touchdown, there must have been a few shaky heads in Green Bay at that time. Right. Um, but Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers done for, what, 12 years or something, uh, which is... He, he leads that team. And as soon as his body language looks better, everyone feels better. And that was the issue. You know, there's lots of stuff going on in week one. But in week two, he just seemed more positive. And everybody around him seemed more positive. The crowd got behind them. And that was really important. Right. Had they stalled in the first quarter, that would have been very different. You know, right. if Aaron Rodgers' biggest problem is his man bun, he's okay with that. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. But... They're not out the woods. They've, they've beaten Detroit. Detroit showed signs of being a reasonable team, but only for about 20 minutes. And right. they, they just don't seem to be able to sustain a 60-minute game Same week in, week, week out. One, right? Same thing with week one. They exactly. showed some good signs, and then they never really followed up on that. They, and it's been that way for such a long time under different coaches with different personnel. What's wrong? Why is that? And I'd love to hear from Detroit fans about that. You know, perhaps make some comments in, in the section un, underneath here. What's and just tell us what you really think about Detroit. I'm, I'm a Bears fan. I, I, I see right. Detroit all the time. I'm not digging here. I'm genuinely curious as to why they cannot sustain week in, week out. And Chicago, to a certain extent, is the same. And what do you think of Aaron Rodgers going on the Pat McAfee show and the, his post uh, uh, game interviews talking about the haters and the trolls and and just creating this, you know, I don't know, imaginary negativity. Of course, you lost the first game with you only scored three points against Jameis Winston. Is he trying to create this kind of hype of people? you know, coming after him to, to kind of turn that into some positive energy? Is it, is it like a Michael Coach Jordan is absolutely creation? right. He, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, first of all, he loves drama. Right. You know, all the drama about him being traded happened at draft weekend. Right. He wanted to be in the limelight. He didn't want Trevor Lawrence to be having all the, all the fame, all everything. And, and that's, that's what he's done for ever since he's been in the league. So it's drama. It's um, does he it's play creative. better when he creates this drama? Does he play better? Do you think it's just his process to? Yeah, it's a bit like a- you know those of us of a certain age. If we go back to John McEnroe in the tennis, when he lost his temper playing tennis, he became a better player. Right, and, and I think that's true with many different sportsmen. They need to get really deep down, and they drag this anger out, and that spurs them on to to greater heights. And they're geniuses. Look, you know, let's face it, Macron yeah. and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think he loves the drama. Why he is trying to turn or seem to be turning Green Bay fans against him after week one was a bit ridiculous. I'm not sure how much patience there is in Green Bay. I think it's week by week with them. Right. Uh, if they go to Chicago in week six and lose that, is that going to hurt them in terms of morale and stuff? They've got other games, obviously, in between. So I'm I'm curious. I'm really I, – I want Aaron Rodgers to be in that team when Chicago beats them. 
I don't. Right. And when Chicago wins the North, I want Aaron Rodgers to be in that team because I don't want any nonsense about you've beaten a, a green a, a, an Aaron Rodgers less team. Right. I right. want him to play all seventeen games and for the Bears to win. Okay. Okay, Coach, you you had your uh, eyes on Tennessee. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I think he said Chicago's going to win the North. Is that what? Absolutely. Yeah, just one. Just yeah. Okay. Clarification. Yeah, yeah, no. that's, that's it. We'll, ju we'll just write that down. I mean, just, yeah, well noted, Eugita. Uh, Coach, you. you had your eyes on Tennessee and Seattle. Uh, Tennessee, your Super Bowl pick. They came from behind to win, down 24 to 9 at the half. Derek Henry, they finally realized all you need to do is hand it over to this guy. And he scored three touchdowns, 182 rushing yards, 55 yards receiving. My question to you, it seems like Derrick Henry is doing the heavy lifting at Tennessee. Is he going to be enough to turn this team into a contender or do they stay as a pretender for the time being? Look, I have to say, first of all, thank God we're not talking about the Cowboys. Uh, but more importantly, look, at the end of the day, I, I believe that Tennessee will be a contender, but it hasn't been since Terrell Owens or Emmett Smith, since a leading rusher of the league has led their team to Super Bowl or even Super Bowl victory. Right. right? And so, you know, we like to say, you know, run the ball and defense wins championships. Well, hey, I'm, I'm not so sure after my statistician and, and you guys know him and you know him well. We, we did that research today, and what we realized was, you know, 1990, 1993, 1998, leading rushers to Super Bowl victories, my goodness, that's a long, long, long time. Right. So I do believe that the Titans will be a player when, when the time comes. Do I believe that they will make their way to the Super Bowl and win it? Well, I got to say that history is on our side as to – Uh, no, it's not. Okay, so you're probably backtracking now on your Super Bowl pick from the beginning of the season. Uh, sorry, excuse me. They will make it to the Super Bowl. Will they win it? No, history is not on our side. Okay, okay. So, well, ten <laughs> Tennessee end up against in, uh, at home to Indy and Seattle uh, are visiting Minnesota. What do you think of Seattle? Are, it's a bit of a mixed bag from them right now. Yeah, look, I've got to say that, you know, going into Indy, there's, there's a quarterback that's played for someone's team that's in this room at the moment, and uh, he can't walk because he's got need two to keep ankle him issues. Um, look, I, I, all kidding aside, I do think Tennessee will do their thing through the AFC. Um, I do think that they will make their way into the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. Do I think they'll win? Well, you know, my statistics guy is telling me, uh, no, Dad, they're not going to win. I'm sorry. Um, right. Back in the Emmett Smith days, maybe, but it's more on the Lamar Jackson days these days. So, um, yeah, I have to say, no, probably not, but okay. I think they'll make it. Good, good. So um, I had my eye on, on, on the Raiders against Pittsburgh, and, and this is the, the preseason pick I'm most proud of because it's – is turning out exactly like I expected. Now we've seen Big Ben is not able to, 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 to sustain that offense. He's, he was sacked twice. He was hit 10 times. He now has a pec injury, and he does not know when which hit 
he sustained that injury in. I mean, he went to sleep, woke up, and it's like, ouch, something hurts, right? And uh, one interesting statistic that I came across uh, this week is that Big Ben, last year and this year combined, when in the pocket and not pressured, has had a QBR of 38. If wow. that doesn't tell you that this is the end of Pittsburgh, the version of Pittsburgh with this quarterback as their leader, I don't know what else tells you that. Another statistic that I came across is that last year and this year combined, 41% of the Steelers' drives ended in a punt. That's second worst to one team in the NFL, and you can all guess which team that is. Any guesses? Jags. The Jets. You do not want to be second to the Jets in nah. any statistic. And so, so I think with, when it comes to Pittsburgh, they're in trouble. Um, they're at home to Cincy next week. Let's see. But the thing that I actually, the debate that I've seen a lot over ESPN and Fox and all of these news outlets is whether Derek Carr is a top five quarterback. And I just want to tell people, hold your horses. I mean, he looks good. They have an awesome offense. I picked them to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last week as well. Um, but I mean, if we look at the top five, still Brady, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, for me, is a top five. Kyler Murray, if anybody, is somebody that should be probably included in that conversation. Um, for me, the Raiders are five and ten in November and December uh, under John Gruden. So until they turn that around, until I see those two months turn around uh, for, for the Raiders, and if they're still serious contenders by then, then maybe we could start talking about that. Um, so that's in terms of the... Of, of the review. Now, before we move on to the preview of this week, uh, the quick question that I have, who do, you, who do you guys very quickly think is the most improved team week one to week two? Mark? Washington. I think they showed flashes in week two that they didn't show at all in week one. And we said preseason that we thought they would be a decent team. I think they're going to be. And I like the way their trajectory is. I think it's upward. I think it's cool. I didn't even have them in my top three, actually, of, okay. of most improved teams. Uh, so I had uh, Green Bay. Neither, neither do I. Green Bay were so bad. Um, uh, Tennessee, I think, looked really good. And I actually thought Chicago was one of the most improved teams just by the fact that Justin Fields uh, came in instead of Andy Dalton and, and did his thing. So uh, I'm, I'm going to yeah. just, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just going to stick up for a little bit. And this is against the grain of, for Andy Dalton here. He oh. played okay. No, seriously, he played okay. He's what also what are you attitude. saying? I'm, I'm, I know. <laughs> Do I'm you shocked. want him back? Do I'm you shocked. want him back? <laughs> I'm shocked at myself for saying it. The reality There's is, a, there will be a urine test after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he, he played okay, and there was some great video of him on the sideline when when he was hurt, cheering on Justin Fields, and it was really, really impressive. So. You put the reasonable play against the great attitude. I like what he did. I'm glad Justin Fields is starting this week. Don't get me wrong, and I hope he right. starts for the next 10 years. But in fairness to Andy Dalton, I've, I've criticised him a lot for a long time. On Sunday, I thought he stood up and he played okay, and, but I really liked his off-the-field attitude. Awesome. Now, since your pick was Washington for the most improved team, let's, let's look at the preview of next week, Ujita. You'll be watching Washington and the Bills, you said. Uh, what are you That's looking right. for in that game? Yeah, and, and this is where I completely disagree with uh, Mark because these hips don't lie. As a Philly fan, 
I like Washington's defense where it is now. It's not the great hype that we talked about preseason, to be honest. Two games, they've, they've, I think they've given up 800 yards, 49 25th, points. 25th in the NFL, that defense right now. That's right. That's why they're because they have issues on the secondary. It's, it's kind of a mix of players. There is no cohesion. They've blown coverage as well. And the reason why they lost the Giants, uh, they won the Giants game is because the Giants handed it to them on a plate. You know, the Giants did everything they could to lose that game. And, you know, good on Washington to picking that up. Even their pass rushing hasn't been, it's been okay. You know, Chase Young has made his uh, presence felt, but he's had no sacks or quarterback pressures at all either. So it's not the defense that we really were looking at, but they could come up, uh, you know, as long as Ron Rivera does his thing, brings that cohesion back into the secondary. So that's why I picked the Bills game because this is one area where Josh Allen is suspect at the moment, his deep ball passing. So it could be a a contest between how he – because he's averaging, I think, about five yards from the the, um, scrimmage line. So that deep ball versus that secondary, which isn't great at the moment, um, they might. I think they might try to bring in five pass rushers on Josh. They may don't not want to do that because Josh right. likes that kind of pressure, and he's going to keep. So this might be the game where Josh Allen fixes that deep ball situation. And yeah, go ahead, Matt. And no, I'm saying, and and, and you know, with and on the offensive side as well, their quarterback, who's named after a drink that coach has been chugging since 3 p.m. He he hasn't done too badly either. I mean, he came on and 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 showed that he could be the starting quarterback for Washington, and they're not really missing, you know, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. No, the, the legend of Taylor Heineke is real. I mean, he he's he's got he's not the greatest at the moment, but he had a couple of throws which were legitimate. Right. So he's got this, um, you know, Genesequa, you know. Yeah, damn it, that's right. Uh, Did I hear that correctly? Uh, I know some Brazilian, damn it, all right? Okay. <laughs> what have you been drinking since 3 p.m.? I want to know. <laughs> Something French. Uh, yeah, so he, he's, got, he's got something where they have some confidence in him. The players have some confidence. Um, you know, the coaches have some confidence in him. So if they let him be, I think he, he, can, he can be a great quarterback for that team. He franchise quarterback even. But again, it's the Washington's defense that you have to be looking at. You know, they gave right. up uh, 14 of 19 third, third downs in, in week one. So they haven't really got any better in this week as well. Right. So, and, they, right. and like I said, as a Philly fan, I love where, where Washington's defense is right now. Of course. And, you've got to. Yeah. You've got to. But let's yeah, see so if anyway, you're saying that next week. Seriously. Uh, listen to me, okay? My sunglasses will be a special guest on this podcast very often. Hey, all right? hey, after your performance on the pick six, I won't go into that now. We'll talk about that on, on Saturday night. But I would, I, would, yeah, I would hide those sunglasses for a while. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll talk later. But this is going to be, a, um, I think it's going to be somewhere in the 20s, this game. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be... A very deep. I, I, I want to see this game. It's going to be a very defense-heavy game. Okay, Mark, what game have you got your eyes on next week? Uh, weirdly enough, I've gone for the Giants and Falcons. 
Oh, um, what's attracted you to a dumpster <laughs> fire game like this one? I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> a real barn burner. <laughs> let's let's start at the beginning. They're both zero and two. Um, Falcons have allowed eleven touchdowns and scored three. Uh, Matt Ryan's thrown two touchdowns, and got three interceptions. Uh, but the Giants have actually uh, only allowed six touchdowns and scored four. So statistically giants are slightly ahead right uh the giants were blown out in week one and as Eugita said they could have easily won in week two in washington i get that you know i'm, right. I'm still saying that washington to me there were signs there that if i was a washington fan i would be kind of yeah we're getting there okay um injuries are a big issue as well you got shane Murray out for the rest of the season he's a, a decent guy and You've got Kenny Golladay suffering. Um, Logan Ryan is out at the moment, and Caden Smith's limited in practice. So they've got some injury issues up in in, the, in New York. The thing that gets me is they're both zero and two. So uh, I think it's going to be a really, really aggressive game. Atlanta are on their longest losing streak uh, of seven games. Uh, the New York Giants are zero and two for the fifth straight year, and the eighth time out of the last nine years. Exactly. So, all right. I guess you'll be watching the game. You're the only non-Giants fan. We will leave you alone with that game. <laughs> just, just uh, you, know, you know me. I'm not great for statistics. I think statistics can lie a lot. But you look Absolutely. at the, the rushing that's been allowed for both teams. Falcons have allowed 255. Giants 252, which I think is remarkable. When wow. you think of the different types of games that they've played. Right. So, you know, do you fancy Matt Ryan to throw better or Daniel Jones? So, you know, you've got all of this going on as well. So I think there's lots to be interested in for the neutral. Right. What I'm curious about is I think there's more pressure on Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Absolutely. I agree with um, that. I think Daniel Jones has shown some very good signs and yeah, he's still right, salvageable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I chose that game to kind of look at because Matt Ryan's not the most popular man in Atlanta at the minute at all. Yeah. So I think if they come out of that game 0-3, they've got really, really big issues. So, okay. from a, and, but if if the Giants come out of it over three, I think they've got fewer issues. If that fewer issues. Sense. All right, coach. Well, that's where I am with that. So there, there we go. So Fair I don't want to move coach. on yet. Thank you, thank you. Um, I, I sincerely apologize that I put my put my coaching glasses on for Atlanta and the Giants. Dear God, help us all. Um, as Atlanta was making their little comebacks, it was when Tampa went to a 61 stack, one, one high safety. And that's when they made their little run because I think it allows um, the Atlanta quarterback to see the field just a bit more, right? And so they made their run. They had some good yardages. They had some good screenshots with um, I want to call him dink and dunk. I do think that it was a good job by the offensive coordinator of Atlanta. And they scored some points, right? So guess what the most common New York Giant defense runs? Okay. The 61 stack with a single high safety. Ah. So you better be careful with uh, Atlanta what? if they do that. Now, when, when Tampa Bay went back to their normal – 
two high safety or two shell safety and rushing a linebacker here or there and they moved him around, they shut him back down. But, hey, just listen, be careful. Okay. Um, you just got to be careful with, with uh, Matt Ryan because it allows him to see the field a little more. With that stack, he knows who's coming where, and there's only one linebacker he has to account for. So I think that's where he becomes very, very, very good. Um, and if you don't believe me, go back and watch the tape. I'm not kidding. When they go to that, thing. Great when point. they go to that down, and you can see one safety and one linebacker, and they're almost many times lined up. Um, so he's got the rest of the other. space kind of open he for him to see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't always mean they're going to be open, but he can see it better. Oh, great point. Yeah. Okay. So um, back, back to me, I had Arizona Jacksonville. Thanks for that, Mark. Ooh. I know it's crazy that we should be talking about the Giants in Atlanta, but hey, I enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, I, I'll ask you guys a question. When's the last time a Heisman Trophy winner became the MVP of the NFL before Lamar Jackson? We don't have a sedition. Oh, uh, I'm thinking uh, Tim Tebow. <laughs> no. Johnny uh, Manziel. Tim no. Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. No idea. So, so here's one for you. Black Cam and white football. A Newton. A Cam. A Newton. Oh, Cam Ooh. Newton. Yes, I should have known that. I you should really have should. known that. Yeah. And then, and then before that, we had to go all the way back to Barry Sanders. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Detroit. So I just want to I just want to give you that context as we keep going. Ooh, Arizona. Ooh, Kyler Murray. Ooh, that offense. I'm not saying they're not good to watch, and I'm not saying they can't win games, but I also want to make sure that everyone understands the defensive that they played in week one and week two will likely not be in the top 12. You know, they're going to be in that 15 to 18 to 20 range. And Heisman Trophy doesn't always correspond to MVP. Um, right. However, on the flip side of that, my God, does he look good? Mm. He he is he, must must watch TV. I mean, second in the made, league in stats at the moment. So unbelievable! Forget the stats, the throws that he makes sometimes. Like his body <laughs> is going one way and he's yep. turning yep. around yep. and has swiveling. Yeah. He's just. It's, it's es unbelievable. Unbelievable. Es escapes the pocket and still hits the target. He reminds me of our conversations of Mahomes, maybe not last year, but the year before, and also of Lamar Jackson, who is an MVP Heisman Trophy winner, definitely the year before, not COVID year last year, but the year before that. So um, I, I do think their offense is for real. I think the more time that their defense comes together – and again, they're, they're not going to play a great team in Jacksonville. But if they can find a way for that defense to get a shutout or pitch maybe six points or ten points and under, hey, don't be careful of them because right. their schedule definitely shows where they can be good. What do you think uh, his stats will be? Sorry, Mohammed. What Kyle Murray from Sunday, what do you think he'll do? Well, if you're asking me, yeah, um, I, I think total touchdowns. I can see them put him putting up five, and that that just kind of depends on how you want to look at it. Whether he's throwing those as a combination or running them in as a combination, I think his play caller. And listen, 
his play caller went to the university that my wife went to. Um, and I, 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 hi, darling. Um, he, he is a, he is an air raid. Let's spread them out. Let's see where they go and knock it down. Right. And so I, I, my goodness, I'm scared of him inside the 20. Yeah. Okay. Now let, let's look at the, at the, at the, at the other side, which is Jacksonville. Um, they suck. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's very clear. And I think their quarterback is the one we have to worry about being a flop the most. But here's a question that I have for you. I think the over under for Urban Myers to last in the NFL is 17 and a half games. Are you taking the over or the under in that one? Oh, boy. I, I, I um, Tough to say. Whew. It would be terrible Listen. if he can't survive a season in the NFL. I mean, with, with, with that resume that he has as one of the best college coaches, you know. He'll be the, the next victim the, of it. The, I'm going to take Jackson. under. I'm going to take he under. He likes to win. Take yeah. under. Yeah. And he is a winner when he's in control. And I think in the NFL, you're much less in control than you like to think you could be. Mm, um, right. Like, not everybody's Bill Belichick, okay? Um, I'll, I'll Again, I'm going to challenge you guys. Who's the last rookie quarterback to throw – Five or more interceptions in the first two games. Don't say Trubisky. Isn't it Zach Wilson? Isn't he thrown five interceptions so far? Yeah, Zach Wilson. But before this season, before his this name season. is say it with me, Peyton Manning. Oh, how about that right. for a statistic? And he ended up being hey, he was pretty good. He so was all okay. famous along the cards. It was it was all right. <laughs> but listen, right. the. The Jags have problems on both sides, right? But if right. they want to build around Trevor Lawrence to get where they want, they have to fix wide receivers, tight ends. They got to fix the tackle position. But the scariest part of their offense right now is Josh Lambeau. He's a kicker who's done 90% accuracy. He's 0-3 for the season. Yeah. That's when you know something's wrong on your offense I as think a whole. Lambo is like their Manchurian candidate. He's playing for the other team every time. I don't know. Something is, is going on over there. Okay, yeah. so I've Something's actually got my eyes on I've got my eyes on, on, on another game that probably no one outside of their fan bases will be watching, which is New York Jets against Denver Broncos. And and, and I'm the reason sorry, why the Jets? Did you say the Jets? The Jets, yes. Okay. And the reason why I'm looking at them is because I'm very interested to see what the Jets coaching staff do what adjustments they make to save their second pick in the draft, Zach Wilson. I mean, the guy has been beat up five interceptions in the first two weeks. He's had 10 sacks, four against New, uh, New England and six against Carolina. And I think the reason for that is because the Jets play calling. They've been asking way too much out of Zach Wilson. They're trying to get him to throw down the field, long passes. And that's not what you do for, for a rookie quarterback. I mean, look at what, Bill Belichick is doing in New England. You, you're getting a lot of screenplays. You're getting a lot of short passes. He's building up his confidence. And then by the fourth quarter, you're seeing a couple of these big plays being made by, by, by Mac Jones. So I'm really interested to see what adjustments they make because the, wor- the only thing that's worse than, you know, your rookie quarterback breaking a bone in the first, uh, in the first you know, few games is, is for you to break his confidence because, you know, that takes a lot longer to heal. So... I'm interested to see that. Another reason why I'm watching is because 
People have been raving about the Denver Broncos like there is a second coming. Teddy Bridgewater and and granted, they're really good. And Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams have been really good. And they've got Cortland Sutton in the in wide receiver who's doing great. Kyle Fuller with seven tackles. Von Miller with three sacks already in the season. They're looking good. But let's not forget about the opposition. I mean, they played the Giants. They played Jacksonville. And now they're playing the Jets. I mean, this is a dream start scenario. Exactly. The next three weeks after that is what I'm more interested in. That's when we need, when we know whether the Denver Broncos are for real or not, because they play Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They play the Pittsburgh Steelers and then they play the Raiders three weeks in a row. So that's when I'm interested. So I have more faith in the Jets coaching staff making adjustments than the other game we just talked about, Jacksonville and how they're trying to save their their first pick of the draft. So I'll have my eyes on this. And I don't know. Let's see if I'll never bet uh, a single penny on the Jets, but I have a feeling we'll see a surprise or two. You'll be watching some other games, and Red Zone will pop up all of these uh, highlights. Oh, look at the Jets. Zach Wilson throws a touchdown. And, oh, you know, so I'll I'll, I'll be interested to see that. Zach Wilson's issue right now, he's being too aggressive that he's being careless, right? There are situations where he could do a check down, but he's going on on deep passes. So right. I don't know how the Jets are going to fix that, but that's that is play their calling. challenge. Play, play calling. Is it is it play calling or is it decision making that he's making? See, before both. the draft, I think they were saying both, this. Really. No, but the, before the draft, I mean, when the draft happened, they were saying that he is one of the best decision makers in the draft when it comes to decision making, right? But he I didn't show that a, last week. It's all been too much for him. I mean, how much time is he getting? And, and, and if you look at the, the play calling as well, there's a, the coaching staff of the Jets have asked too much of Zach Wilson. I'm not ready to put the blame on him just yet. The Panthers defense is the number one defense in the NFL. So let's take that one aside. But last week, uh, I mean, that was they could have done better in terms of protecting their quarterback. So let's see what, what happens there. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the coach do? eyes on you. I'm going to put the coach eyes on you, yeah? So if you take the tip interception away um, with him, two of the others were on his second progression. And so right. go watch. Go back and watch the tape. It, it didn't matter the defense, right? So they, they knew what was coming in. They took the first progression away. What's a rookie quarterback going to do? I'm going to look at my second. That clock in the back of my head means I'm either going to run, which he ain't running, and I'm going to force it in. Yeah. And even on the tipped ball, it was on his second progression because he had the panic and he threw it straight away. They tipped it. They intercepted. Okay. But the others were on his second progression. He's not got that clock in his brain hmm. to get past progression number or look number two. That's right, because right, the defense sees his look and they know, they know where it, the ball is right? coming. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially Big Bill. Yeah, BB knows what's coming. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so they know what your first progression is going to be. They've got to force him into the second. I'm afraid, I'm afraid that I do have faith in the Jets. Um, coaching but i'm 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 quite afraid of denver in their defense because the the one thing you can say about the head coach of denver he can coach some defense absolutely and i think even with chubb going out with ankle surgery i think he has enough players that can take away progression number one 
and give different looks to progression number three. I'm sorry, two. And then they ignore progression three and four. They don't give a shit. Uh, they don't right. care. Uh, edit no. that out, please. Um, they don't care, right? Because they know he's not going to get past look number two. Right. right. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is in the same group, by the way. Okay. I've not been very impressed personally with Trevor Lawrence from what I've seen so far. I don't think anybody has. Yeah. I mean, it's been no, a great I, disappointment. I'm, I'm going to put a damper on the guy to my left. Um, There's no one there. <clears throat> I'm going to put a guy that's with the Chicago Bears hat. Don't be surprised if you see some similar struggles in your game on Sunday. I'm not um, worried. I'm, I'm prepared for Justin <coughs> Fields to have a, another quarterback rating of 40-50. I'm not worried about Justin Fields. I'm just that was going to be my next question. What, what, what do you feel play your calling, team will baby. do it's all next, about the uh, well, Last week, Justin Fields, when he came on, his, his uh, quarterback rating was something like 27. Okay, so it was awful right. if you look at the stats. Right. If Alan Robinson had, uh, had caught the perfect ball, it would have gone up to 71 with one catch. Wow. If Mooney had caught a, a second one, which he should have got, which would have been another two touchdowns, he would have been 85. So he's fine. I'm not worried about Justin Fields. He's going to mess up. He's going to do things wrong. I'm okay with to. that. Right. Right. He's got to learn. And if we yeah. see him grow week by week by week, which I believe we will, by mid-season, we're going to be looking at a really decent quarterback. But okay. he's going to have growing pains. And I will say that with Trevor Lawrence as well. I don't care about Trevor Lawrence in any way the same way. But I do think that I'm I'm perfectly relaxed with Justin Fields. Of course, I'm happy he's starting. Of course. But He's not and this is perfect. Where, this is where I agree with Mark. The ratings and the efficiency. What? Yeah, I know you're recording it, so you can look, <laughs> look, look back at it 500 times. Yeah. But L Lamar's quarterback rating is somewhere like 58. He's mid-table. So yeah, right. that, that efficiency really doesn't matter because if, if you didn't really look at it, he played one of the best games of his life that day. Right. So stats, it's not all stats about stats don't always tell stats the story, are misleading. Right? They're yeah. not lies, but they're misleading. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's the last Yujita, what do you think your Eagles about. are gonna do very quickly? Oh my god. Listen. <laughs> By the way, we watched the game last week together and he kept going, make it stop. Make yeah. it stop. <laughs> I had a I had a traumatic week where every room I entered in the house there was Fred Warner. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> yeah, Nick Bosa is the reason I didn't help you in the kitchen, wife. So I'm sorry about that. Tough week for all, but it wasn't all bad as as someone we know uh, kind of predicted. I won't say his name, but uh, he's got some mediocre guests on a podcast that rhymes. We'll talk with Saturday. Hinged. We'll talk Saturday. We'll talk yeah. Saturday. There isn't much. But I'm glad it happened week one. There wasn't there wasn't much to see week two. They got a few dumb penalties and stuff to work out on. I'm not too worried. The glasses okay. will make an appearance again. Coach, in a few hours, our teams go head to head. Carolina, Houston, Carolina, number one defense in the NFL. Sam Darnold, 451 passing in the first half, the most in the NFL. Second highest in time of possession. The Carolina Panthers. Are you scared? Oh, definitely. Um, I, I can see a shutout coming up. 
You got a, another rookie quarterback for Houston. Yes. Yeah. And we just Dave had a Tyrod nice Taylor. He's We've lost his great, job. He's out. But we had a at least his lungs not punctured. But we had a good conversation about what rookie quarterbacks have to go through to make the game slow down for them. And then he's coming in with a defense that I think's got ten sacks. And what, what did I read? Twenty four quarterback pressures. Excellent. Um, so I, I definitely think. Um, yeah, I've got a little nervousness. I, I, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, my son number one, not son number two, my statistician, but I think son number one is going to go to the game. Ah, so, nice. Have him take uh, a few pictures. Maybe to, we could show I'm them on the uh, uh, yeah. some generation feedback to me as I wake up. Excellent. Cool. Excellent. Fantastic, guys. This was an excellent episode. We covered a lot. We covered a lot of the teams that usually probably people won't cover. And I suspect we won't talk about them for a little while uh, unless they play one of our teams. But it was a very interesting episode. This has been Sports Unhinged. Don't forget, we come back on Saturday night with the Pick 6 segment. And uh, we go over the picks, beat the expert, and then we're back again uh, on Thursday next week to review Week 3 and Week 4. This has been Sports Unhinged. Make sure you comment, follow. Watch us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast app, or Stitcher. This has been Sports Unhinged. Thank you, guys. We'll talk on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you.